Hello, hello, and welcome. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. I'm Jessica, and I'm the host of QPoint, the show exploring sound, process, and collaboration. Today, I am joined by a very, very, very special guest, my friend Frames. Can you introduce yourself to the people? Yes, I can. Thanks, Jess. Uh, hey, y'all, I go by the name of Frames. Um, a little about me, I'm born and raised in New York City, uh, but I'm now based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Among some of the things I love to do, um, one of my main passions is I love to make music. Uh, most of what I create and release would be considered to be hip hop, and I would consider myself to be both a producer and an MC. So shout out to hip hop, shout out to WBCA. Shout out to the city of Boston and shout out to Jess. Thanks a lot for having me on your show today. Well, absolutely. Thank you for being here, Frames. <laughs> cool. So I guess before we get started, I can explain more about QPoint and what we're trying to do here. Um, and there are three major parts. So the first is an interest in creating music and sound, you know, anything that's made to be listened to. So that might be a collection of field recordings a beatless ambient soundscape, something more rhythmic, um, anything really. So that not only stems from my particular interest in music, but because listening is such an important part of the radio format. Yeah, and so I wanted to create a show that would emphasize that listening. That's dope, and that's, that's true. I feel like listening is a huge part of the, important part of the radio format, and I think I'll add that like listening is just an important part of everything we do. So I'm really excited you invited me to be a part of this show that's focusing on it. That's dope. For sure. Um, and the next part of the show is how do we actually produce that work? How do we produce that music and that sound? Do we start from a blank canvas and kind of just hope for the best? Or do we make something for a particular scenario and context? Whether that's, you know, something to listen to in the living room or on your walk or something to hear in the club even. Um, but for this show, I wanted to explore what would it mean to make music and sound based on something else. So, and particularly another artwork or mode of expression. So when we're moving between mediums, whether it be an idea, a painting, or a text, and in today's case, a film, um, how are we kind of translating these elements into sonic form? Um, so how do we understand these elements? How do we interpret them? and try to understand what they might sound like or feel like through sound. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's pretty much the gist of the creation part, the process part. That's dope. And we're in, it's like, I think a big part of sound and music is we're communicating something. Um, so I think when you describe that part of the show, for me, it like brings to mind these questions, like who are we communicating it to? To whom are we communicating it? You know, is this to ourselves? as creators when we're creating this sound or music or whatever we want to call it um are we communicating this to and for a specific audience is it both is it neither you know and i guess like that part really depends but i think it's really fun to think about yeah and i feel like that's one of the challenging things of creating anything really anything artistic anything creative is balancing between what you want <laughs> and what you're able to do and your vision but also maybe sometimes having that in the back of your mind like I hope people enjoy this. I hope someone else is moved by this. I hope someone feels the same way that I do when I engage with whatever piece. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And so to make it even more complicated, what happens <laughs> when we make this piece of music 
with someone else. Um, and that's the last part of Key Point, which is collaboration. How does that um, practice actually unfold? And how does it work? Um, like, if we're both creators, how do we negotiate um, our own workflows, our own styles, our own tastes, um, and just the logistics of, like, how do we send things back and forth to each other or whatever way we try to make the work? All right. So that's ultimately the point of Cue Point, um, is to make music based on something else with someone else. Um, and all part of that is is listening, you know, listening to the artwork that we're inspired by, but also listening to each other. So, um, yeah, without further ado, Frames, why don't you talk about the film that became the touchstone for today's work? Yeah, for sure. So um, for today, um, the film that we watched, that both of us watched, that inspired the piece of music that we worked on, um, was suggested by Justice Rain by Nelvana Ballinger. Um, a quick summary from the UCLA uh, Film and Television Archive. Director Melvona Ballinger's reign, Naisha, that's in parentheses, shows how awareness can lead to a more fulfilling life. In the film, a female typist goes from apathetic to empowered through the help of a young man giving out political flyers on the street. Using John Coltrane's song After the Rain, Ballinger's narration of the film meditates on rainy days and their impact. The rain in this short film doesn't signify defeat, but offers renewal and, quote, a chance to recollect a cool out. And that summary was written by Trisha Lendo. Um, a little more on the context of the film itself. Um, it was made in 1978, which fun fact, that's a year before Asada Shakur escaped to Cuba, which is super cool. Um, more context that's related to this. Uh, this is around the later part or immediately after the period that's commonly referred to as the Black Power Movement in the United States. Um, even more on top of that, this is shortly after a period of time specific to the arts world in the United States that's referred to as the Black Arts Movement. And so you can gather from this context that this film comes from a period in time that was particularly rich in dialogue and messaging that was all committed to the raising of a collective Black socio-political consciousness in the United States, and honestly, as well as abroad, really, all over um, the world. But um, we can focus that when we look at it, we can focus on the U.S. Um, and Black folks in the U.S. Uh, but yeah, that's the film we watched, Rain, again, by uh, Rain Naisha by Melvona Ballinger. For anyone interested in watching it themselves, it's pretty easy to find online. And yeah, all in all, really, really cool film um, and definitely inspired a lot for both of us, I'd say. For sure, for sure. And I could add that Melvana Ballinger is also considered part of the L.A. Rebellion, which is, you know, a radical, one of the most radical like film movements um, in the U.S. Just have just having like a mission and a political bent to their work and really interested in topics of liberation um, and really speaking to much of the context that you kind of outlined for us. All right, so I guess we can both share some things that we thought that were interesting from the film. Um, and I can start us off. I think for me, the end of the film was the most exciting. Um, so we have the protagonist, Naisha, undergoing this change in political consciousness and awareness. Um, towards the, the beginning of the film, she's kind of apathetic, thinks the world around her is super dreary, super rainy, um, very gloom. And then towards the end of the film, she's basically struggling for liberation. She has a different job. She's also handing out these flyers that I think in the film, um, 
say, your liberation is my liberation. So kind of showing how our struggles are interlinked and entangled with one another. But towards the end of the film, she's working with her comrade at this film co-op, and they're about to type a manifesto that says something along the lines of, we're a progressive group of filmmakers concerned with positive imagery um, of our communities. And for me, that really shows how art and culture more broadly are meaningful sites of struggle. You know, they're places where we can actually create meaning to question meaning um, and to, cr- to question much of the, unfortunately, the suffering and exploitation that's around us and how, um, speaking about you know, us Black folks in the U.S. in particular, we are facing the brunt of that suffering. And that suffering allows other people to live, essentially. So, yeah, just having the incorporation of film and culture more broadly shows that these are ways we can critique these kind of things that we're seeing around us. You know, I love that you pulled that part out of the film, too. Um, I agree. I think that was a really cool part of the film. Um, And what's interesting about it is for anyone who sees the film, it's pretty subtle. It's pretty subtle. Um, You actually have to be paying pretty close attention to recognize that it's actually a film collective that they're working on. You see the characters sitting at a desk and typing away at something on the typewriter, but um, they don't quite talk about it specifically at all. Um, You really have to see the words and you have to see the sign on the door that says it's, you know, um, that they're working on film, something Mm -hmm. based around film. It's Mm -hmm. kind of funny. It's kind of something, maybe something of an Easter egg, maybe when you think about it, if you want to think about it that way, but it's, um, it's kind of cool. And, I don't know if the word is ironic or meta, but mm-hmm. thinking about <laughs> the way that that detail, that small detail was included in this film that's doing exactly that, you know, kind of collecting people, um, viewers, watchers, listeners around, you know, these themes of raising our consciousness. Because um, that was the theme of the film, really, or that's definitely one of the themes is um, the way the rain gives us a chance to slow down to really focus and really meditate. Um, and that's a great that's a great opportunity and a great environment and great atmosphere for raising our consciousness and starting to pay attention to what's really around us and everything we're dealing with um, in this context, in this time, in our lifetime. So I really like that part. Um, I guess my part that I would say was probably one of my favorites was much toward the beginning of the film. Um, there was a part where the main character was tuning through these radio stations on a radio. I guess she was trying to start her day um, with some music. You know, that's something I love to do for sure. Um, <laughs> you and me but, both. Um, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was um, tuning through the radio and every, and it's something I didn't catch until kind of the end of this part, but every song that she went by on the radio, every song that was playing, the segment of each song had lyrics that had something to do with the theme of rain or raining, um, which was really cool. Uh, I think that was a real fun way to to use music to help narrate and set the scene and kind of set the theme for the rest of the film to come. So I think just like film is a powerful tool for guiding us and focusing us around um, themes that we may want to spend more time on. I think music does that just as well. Um, And it's great when they do it together, you know. Um, That part just stood out to me because I love music and I love the way we can use music to tell stories, to narrate, um, to guide ourselves, to guide each other um, through things, through ideas, through adventures, really. Um, And in this film, 
it was just a great way to set the scene and let us know exactly what the rest of the film we're about to watch was going to be about. Absolutely. And I feel like it was also a little history lesson. Um, and I feel like I could mem uh, recognize some of the voices, but just having that anthology of music right there, just spinning all the way through and all these different ref references to the rain, um, I thought it was pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, why don't we take a short break? Why don't we take a short break? So cool. don't forget that you've been listening to Q Point on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. Uh, when we come back, we're going to play the track that we made together and we'll talk a little bit more about the process. But right now, you are going to hear a piece of work produced, arranged, mixed, mastered, all of the things by... Okay. <laughs> yes, anymore? Am I missing anything? Thanks. Written, arranged, structured, did I say that? Organized, thought of, all of That's it. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're too funny. All right, uh, we're going to listen to something by Frames. Um, it's called Gift of the Magi, and it's off of his project, Spiral Manifesto. I got to love upon me. Yeah, love on my folks. I got to love upon me. Yeah, love on my folks. 
folks, I gotta love upon me. And I love my folks, I gotta love upon me. get their shape is still up for debate. Most galaxies spin around a central point, usually a supermassive Hello, hello, and welcome back. You're listening to Q Point on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. I'm your host, Jessica, and I am joined by... Me, Frames. <laughs> What's up, Jess? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. What's Thank up, you. Boston? Yeah, thanks again for joining us. All right. So, Frames, for anybody who might be joining us now, new listeners, you know, there are millions around the world. We don't know who's tapping in right now, but we're just going to assume it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) For anybody new, uh, what were we just talking about? So we just went through a quick summary of the film that we watched. Again, it's called Rain, Naisha by Melvana Ballinger, uh, made in 1978. and yeah, we talked a little about the film, some of our favorite parts of the film, um, but it was the film that inspired the piece of music that we created together, the piece of sound, um, the audio experience that we created together. And I think if it's cool with you, Jess, we can show the people what we made. <laughs> oh my God, it's more than cool with me. <laughs> more <laughs> music. We just played some, but we're going to play some more. All right, cool. Well, this is Storm. Hope y'all enjoy. What if we get so long? 
she had to occur, that she could not be free under a, a, a system based on uh, racism, based on oppression, based on capitalism, based on imperialism, that nobody in the world can reform a system like that. It's never been done in history, and I don't think it will ever be done in history. Revolution had to occur. This revolution had to occur. This revolution had to occur. This revolution had to occur. Uh, I always occur. feel that uh, even though one is an artist, uh, that we are first human beings and we live in the same world as any other person, so that uh, we as artists should never close our eyes to what is happening around us. All we are worried about is to fight and liberate ourselves. What will happen after that will depend again on uh, the invaders. Never close our eyes, 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 never close our eyes. I wish you were in the recording studio with me because those speakers booming. <laughs> I bet <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous. I bet. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess we can talk more about the arrangement of the track and just broadly all the elements that relate to the film. So, would you like to start us off? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think the first thing to bring up, and before. We start talking about the track at all. I just, it is kind of funny speaking about something that you just created. Um, I'm definitely of the camp that <laughs> believes, you know, art is up to the eye of the beholder mm -hmm. or beauty is in the eye of the beholder or art is up to interpretation and <laughs> all of that stuff. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Whatever yeah. the saying is to say that um, I do like to let people listen to creations of mine. <laughs> um without my explaining it immediately yeah. after demonstrating it um yeah. and also and I yeah mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to know that you don't like it <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not trying to hear all that <laughs> <laughs> word word no i'm word. just kidding constructive criticism is important or whatever it is important <laughs> it is maybe like a day later though maybe like two or three days later yeah not, not right, right after. after you hear it mm -mm. <laughs> no 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 uh, but but that aside, I think 
Um, this is a special case. Um, and regardless, I think it's fun to talk about anyways. And one of the first things I'll talk about in this track that we made together was um, one of the first things we agreed upon when we we're thinking about how to go about creating this piece was how to arrange it. And one idea that we immediately agreed on was um, the arrangement of the track. Uh, we decided we wanted to arrange it similar to the arc of a storm and the progression of a storm, which is really cool. You know, we we're making this piece in response to this film that was themed around the rain and we wanted it to be in conversation with the film, in conversation with the theme of the rain. Um, and we kind of came together and thought, oh, why don't we have the track, the audio track itself kind of demonstrate, mimic, symbolize the arc of a storm. And so that's the time before the storm begins, maybe when no one even knows that it's going to storm, because in the film, no one knew it was going to rain, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, you know, there's the buildup of the storm. You start to hear the elements, you know, and storms are different. Sometimes they just, you know, you have a flashlight kind of thing where it just starts raining. But sometimes there's a buildup. Sometimes it starts raining a little bit um, and then it suddenly starts to get heavy. And so then we transition into the high energy part of the storm that's super loud. And so there's a loudness to the track there. And then after the storm goes through, maybe we experience the eye of the storm for a blip here or there um, afterwards we see the storm start to dissipate and the rain starts to let up, the wind starts to calm down, maybe the skies start clearing up and then there's the time after the storm. Um, the rain's gone, the skies are clear and you even hear some birds chirping sometimes. So if you'll notice at the end of the track, you heard the sound of birds chirping. And so that was, um, that was what we did as far as arranging the track, which I think was super significant um, and definitely worth mentioning. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. And I can talk about the vocal elements that we had in the track. So we had you, we had you talking about the clouds, you know, what happens when our heads are in the clouds. And I just love that part. It's so good the way you let it linger with the reverb or the echo. And we're just left sitting with that for a second. Um, and your part, as well as the kind of audio recordings, and I guess the archival audio clips that we have of Asada Shakur. And then we also have Miriam Makeba. Um, and if you're not familiar, I guess Asada Shakur is, you know, an iconic Black revolutionary, part of the Black Panthers and also the Black Liberation Army, but also exiled in Cuba, you know, for her work, um, you know, struggling, struggling for things to be different for us and deemed too radical by we know who. <laughs> Um, and then we have Miriam Makeba, a South African um, artist, singer, songwriter, musician, civil rights activist from Johannesburg, um, and who also made, um, who was involved with like Stokely Carmichael or Kwame Ture, um, as well as Hugh Mesekela. You told me about that, Frames. Um, and yeah, just struggling for the against apartheid in South Africa. Um, and obviously an artist, so that's why her words really res resonated with us in the film. Um, and another reason why we have these vocal components is because in the film, um, the protagonist, Naisha, she has this inner monologue or inner dialogue with herself. Um, and that really like shows us what she's thinking about her surroundings, as well as the change that she undergoes when she 
I guess, starts struggling for liberation and starts living differently. Um, so for us, that was really important to have different vocal um, pieces, part of the work, and especially having um, black women, political figures, political actors, revolutionaries uh, represented in the film. Yeah, and I think one more thing I'll say about those two voices that we included is, um, as we mentioned before, but just to remind again, um, this film was created in and, and put out in 1978, the year the year right before Asada Shakur escaped to Cuba. You know, um, Mary Makiba as well, a lot of the work that we revered her for, Mama Africa, um, she did a lot of this work right in this, a similar context. Of course, you know, she was an active artist, um, singer, songwriter, actress even for quite mm -hmm. some time. Um, both of these voices are also the voices of individuals who were very active in the fight and the efforts to raise a collective socio-political consciousness and black folks globally you know both of them were active not only here in the u.s but globally you know mm. asada shakur mainly here in the u.s as just mentioned with the black panther party and the black liberation army um and she escaped to cuba um and she she you know had the global on the mind. She mm. wasn't just focused on her immediate context only, you know, mm. um, Mary Makiba was from South Africa, you know, and she came and she did a lot of, she, she experienced a lot of her career in the U S. Um, she spoke out against apartheid. She was banned from returning to South Africa for some time. Um, so I just think that's an important thing to also mention about why, um, both of us decided to include these voices, mm -hmm. um, in the track as well and bring them in. Um, and I guess the last thing I'll mention about the track, uh, and the elements we included in it are the field recordings, all the noises you heard, um, everything that was building up the part, the long part before the storm, um, the sounds of movement, maybe walking, shuffling, the sounds of transportation, public transportation, like, uh, um, the sounds of Boston public transportation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Shout out MBTA. As, yeah. <laughs> as well as a, a small, smaller piece, but um, some sounds of NYC's MTA, public transportation in New York City as well. Um, you'll hear the sounds of, you know, background voices, people chattering in the background. Um, you'll hear the noises of technology, like ringtones and texting noises and typing noises, um, music in the background. Um, and you'll hear the noises of the storm itself, you know, so not only did we have the track follow the arc of a storm and its structure and its arrangement, but we also included the sounds of wind, howling wind. We included the sounds of rain, um, mixed sounds really of other sounds that sound like rain or might remind you of rain, but may not exactly be rain. Mm. Um, we had the sounds of thunder um, mm. clapping and we had all these sounds being mixed together. Some maybe sounding organically, as you may imagine, a storm to sound, but some of them kind of loop up and and playing in a rhythmic way um all of this building up to the meat of the track where you know the the bass starts to drop and and all the voices of Asada Shakur and Mary Makiba come in uh so of all those noises you know I'm, I'm describing right now the majority of them were field noises um that Jess and I actually recorded ourselves from our everyday day-to-day -day life you know just a snapshot maybe of the mundane that we navigate you know every day day in day out um that we may not be 100 percent 
always aware of or paying attention to. Sometimes it's just a background to us, but um, with this track, we're kind of paying closer attention to these these sounds of the mundane again, as I might as I would describe them. Um, and really, the only thing we didn't record ourselves was some of the stock noises we used for the storm, for the the rain noises, and the, some of it was recorded by us. Some of it were just stock noises we found, and of course, the sounds of the the recordings of Asada and uh, Mary Makiba. We didn't record those ourselves, as you may imagine. Um, <laughs> was not even alive yet. Was not even a thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> not for a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. And so that, that's an important part of the element, too, is just knowing how we collected these sounds that we um, brought together and put together to make this track. Yeah. I think that aspect of collecting field recordings really made me tap in to my surroundings and really pay attention to the different sounds that I hear around me. Like you said, the chattering in the background, even um, thinking about the way I walk, like, wow, this is the swish of my pants <laughs> or these are my boots on the concrete. Um, <laughs> like, this is what I sound like. How unfortunate. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, <laughs> just like really having to pay attention. Um and also appreciate the sounds that are around me because I definitely always have my headphones in. I am not tapped into anything else, but <laughs> maybe a few days a week I'll just go out with no headphones. I doubt it, yeah. but now it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll keep my headphones in, but I'll pause the music once in a while, something yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good alternative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um. So how was the process of making this frames? Mm. What was it like? Adjectives, descriptions, challenges, obstacles, fun moments, not fun <laughs> moments. <laughs> Let me see. Let me try and describe it in a way that's accurate but succinct. <laughs> um. <laughs> and positive, please. <laughs> we'll no, save the critiques for the text. <laughs> It was definitely positive. Um, it was definitely a super net positive. Um, honestly, honestly, there was nothing negative about it, really. It was just, I think the two words I used to describe it was extremely exciting and inspiring. That's one of the words. Extremely exciting and inspiring is one word today. And the other <laughs> word is <laughs> challenging. Um, and I say that just because... Um, if you don't already know, if you haven't already surmised, you know, Jess and I didn't record this track together. We didn't work on this track together in person. You know, we collaborated on it for sure. We worked together. We fed ideas back and forth. We bounced off of each other um, in different ways throughout the making of this track. But we actually were never in the same room um, at all for the making of this track. Uh, we actually haven't been in the same room for maybe two and a half years, unfortunately um but don't even say that don't even say that out <laughs> loud dude it's been too long it has mm -hmm. it has um yeah but that 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 definitely introduced its own difficulty because um and i'll say this in general as an artist and someone who creates and someone who values collaboration a lot in you know my personal work um it's really tough the way um the pandemic and the quarantine affected the way we collaborate 
Um, I think, you know, of course, it is a reality that we're still living um, in a pandemic and we're still living with a virus that um, is still dangerous for us all. Um, and granted, you know, now we're at a time where people are getting a little more comfortable getting together in person, um, getting in the studio together for sure. Um, it doesn't change the fact that even with just when the pandemic itself came on and when the quarantine began, um, artists and musicians took a huge hit um, and it really changed the way, I mean, everyone took a huge hit, right? In all aspects of our life. Um, it changed the way that we work together in our day jobs. It changed the way that we learn together um, in our educational institutions. It changed the way that people prayed together, meditated together, worshiped together, you know, um, as far as their religion and spirituality, a lot of things that we generally experience in community with each other, um, we weren't able to do physically together um, in the same physical space. Um, and, you know, that affected artists and musicians in a particular way because a lot of artists and musicians make the majority of their money, those who make a living off of their art and their, their music um, through things that happen in person, like concerts. Um, but say all that to say, as far as it uh, it affected us and what we're doing with this track, um, we had to do a lot of this stuff remotely. So we had to figure out what's best. Are we gonna send back and forth audio clips or are we gonna send back and forth the whole logic file that we're working in? Um, how are we going to mix the sounds together um, to make sure that everything was level the way we wanted it to? How are we going to add effects and you know equalize and 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 do all these little things that are much easier to communicate back and forth right away in person? Um, we couldn't always be on the phone or on Zoom together working on it. So there were times where we had to work on our little pieces and you know contribute them and send back and forth and sometimes it'd be a week or longer in between when we would add our different parts to the track um but then there were fun parts when we're also working on the zoom call together um actually editing the track and making decisions about what we we're going to include and what we we're going to do in real time still virtually still over zoom still remotely um but it didn't take away any of the excitement really it didn't take away any of the joy that at least I'll speak for myself the joy that I feel when I collaborate um <laughs> especially with Jess you know so it was real fun you know working on this and while it was challenging it was a healthy kind of challenging I would say and it really felt like a lot of fun and tried to be succinct I don't know if I was quite as succinct as I was hoping but I feel like that definitely accurately captures how I felt about the process collaboration what? Say what how you need you? to say. Say what you need to say. <laughs> I lo I'd love to hear it regardless of how long, how succinct, whatever. Those are subjective anyway. So yeah. <laughs> True. what you said we needed to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you, you touched on a lot. And I think one thing that interests me was the contrast between, I guess we could cut the track in half. <laughs> the first half is more of the field recordings and the mundane sounds and our surroundings and quotidian life, while the other half is that super high energy. We have the four by four kick. We have the mm -hmm. perspectives and thoughts of really important political actors who have contributed to so much. Um, 
just over that powerful beat. And I feel like it's so energetic. It's so strong. Um, and it's so interesting that that first half is when we were really doing that back and forth, um, just <laughs> playing things by ear and essentially thinking like, oh, yeah, I'll put this here. I'll put these things together. I'll arrange it in this way and I'll send it off versus um, when we have these perspectives looping and intertwining with one another. Um, that's really when we had to come together and be on a Zoom call and work on one project. Um, and so one thing that that um, makes me think about or interests me is how the artwork sometimes can like offer you the approach that you need to take. So it's not about you saying, mm. oh, I'm going to this is this is the method for how I'm going to create this piece. And then you go about it and then it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But that's what you think. But oftentimes the artwork will tell you what you actually have to do. And I feel like that's something that I'm always interested in terms of process um, within music, but also beyond. Because I feel like things always looked, always look so perfect at the end. And it makes me think that whoever's making it, um, they knew what they had to do. Every single step, they knew it. And it just, it turned out perfectly and everything worked when in reality, there's always that back and forth and that dynamic relationship between the work and the process and you and how things are fitting together. So, yeah, I'm just like super intrigued by the fact that we have these voices together, which forces us to come together and work differently than um, than we did in the first half. Yo, I love that. I love that. I feel like I 100 I percent agree with that. I think sometimes the track itself, the creation, the piece, the artwork, the music, whatever it is that you're creating, I think sometimes it does show you exactly where you're going and where you're headed. Um, it guides you along the way. I think that's definitely how I felt while we were working on this was sometimes I, I had no idea what this was going to sound like <laughs> when we first started and honestly had no idea what it was going to sound like while we're right smack in the middle of it. Um, but every little piece I got from you, every little piece you added, every little thing that um that every every time the track grew and changed a little bit um I got a little more inspired and I had a little clearer of a vision of what our end product might sound like um and you know who knows maybe it's not done maybe it's still changing um it's alive it's alive now and I think I I really I really enjoy that part of it that it kind of guided us um and one thing else I want to mention just as well is I think Again, I think the whole idea around QPoint is really exciting and really, um, really cool, really cool to think about. It's fun to think about. Um, it challenges me to kind of think about the way we engage with sound and music in general. Um, and something that really stands out to me with, with what you're doing with this show is um, you think about sound in a really expansive way. Um, I feel like we can talk about music and we can talk about sound and we can understand those two as distinct concepts, but we can also acknowledge that there's always going to be this infinite overlap between them, between music and between sound. I mean, between music and sound. And I think it can raise a lot of interesting questions like, you know, when is sound considered to be music? When and how does it become music? Or mm -hmm. from the other angle, you know, how much of music is just sound? And <laughs> does a line ever really need to be drawn between these two concepts? You know, if you ask me, no, mm. the answer is no. You don't really need to draw a line between what music is and what sound is. Um, mm. And a great example of that is the track that we made. I, It begins with these, you know, these quotidian sounds, these sounds of everyday life, these mundane sounds. And um, 
I don't know if I would consider that part music, definitely not on its own, mm. right? Um, and the part at the end, you know, the second half of it, you know, I don't know that I would consider that just sound, you know, that's mm. music. Um, mm. And you, when you put them together, it's one track and it all goes together. It's all part of the same piece, part of the same creation, but I think it just stretches um, and challenges how we think about what music and what sound is. So at the end of it all, I think, music sound whatever you want to call it is one of the primary mediums that so many of us use for communication with each other um with ourselves um with the world around us and even you know with the divine um and i think that's something that's really special about the track that we made together i think that's something that's really special about q point um mm. and what it brings to mind how it challenges us to think differently about sound yeah wow thank you for leaving us with that frames and thank you for your kind words about q point and the goal of it and what we're trying to do, especially as we listen to each other, listen to the music, listen to the art, listen to the sound, all of it. Um, but that's like a really rich reflection, especially on the difference between, or the relation rather, between um, music and sound. So thank you for that. Do you want to leave us with anything else? One more thing I think I want to challenge, you know, the listeners to do is whenever you can next, try to take a moment um, to collect yourself you know, to borrow the words from the film, to cool out, you know, to quiet down and to listen to the sounds around you and try to hear the music around you and just sit with that, you know, and then think, you know, what does that bring to mind for you, if anything? What does it bring to body? What does it bring to spirit, you know? Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, Jess. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate you having me as a part of your show today. I had a lot of fun throughout <laughs> this whole process. Cool. I'm glad. And yeah, you're always welcome. We might do it again, so stay tuned. Keep listening to WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. You've been listening to Q Point as well, the show exploring sound, process, and collaboration. We're going to leave you with one more song. It's called Chop Chop by none other than our guest Frames. If you want to hear more, you can check out his music at framesraps.bandcamp.com his Spotify at Frames, and his Instagram at Frames Raps. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. It must be the power of the spine. 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 Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Listen. The reason that we breathe in the signals across the neurons I'm accepting that we electric so we can move on Energy takes many forms Navigating these realities leaves many torn As for me, I'm for plenty more Wonder what I'm saving all these pennies for I convert to dimes, alchemizing that from any ore Seek knowledge, be the mission This is high stakes, can't fake intuition Living in the matrix, trying to maintain the vision of a future We just trying to bring our dreams to fruition I just need the patience, trusting in the timing Practice meditation, see vibration in the silence ask me why i rhyme man i'ma say the oral is divine and i'm verbalizing truth for help my spiritual climb man i'm just trying to help my fellow people see the signs man i'm just trying to help my fellow people see the signs man uh yeah see the signs man i'm just trying to help my fellow people see the signs man the spiral power the power of the spiral the power of the spiral real spiral power chop 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 I'm coming back, uh Growing older in this life, it mean I'm uploading Gain experiences like it's open source coding Check my metadata, truth is special as gold And it's never death, only 
stories untold Molded into a young truth seeker with two speakers Blood in the streets and we fighting for loose leaf And they caught us in the trap of exploiting who seemed weaker While we all lined up to feed reapers Hold on, in order to appease the beast we kill kin The colonizer feasts upon my dear skin So why would I fight against my dear friend When the stakes is against us both in the end They try to divide us all to keep rule They teach us to treat each other so cruel They try to divide us all to keep rule They teach us to treat each other so cruel so cruel, they try to divide us all to keep rule. They teach us to treat each other so cruel. So cruel. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Chop, chop.